hear from those who really believe God. Some of y'all was just repeating that, but somebody really showed enough. Your feet are planted in that. I believe God. No, go ahead. Go ahead. But I'm going to ask Bishop Water, because it's so good to see you. Can you come and leave some remarks for us this morning? Amen. Now, don't preach. Remarks. <laughs> Amen. Let's receive him with a, an agape welcome. Amen. Good to see you back here. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Thank God for seeing every one of us here again today. Gives me joy, myself and my wife, traveled from Nigeria to here. Thank God for all your prayers and all you've been doing for us. Give God praise for that. Thank God for my bishop. A man I so much love. A man who has been a blessing to our ministry in Nigeria. I just have one word to say, and I would like you to say it. The Bible says, say to the righteous, shall be well with him. I'd like you to look at somebody and say to him, it's well with you. No, no, say it, say it out loudly, say it better. Say to somebody, it's well with you. Uh, no, no, that's not enough. I said, say, say it to somebody. The Bible says, say to the righteous, shall be well with him. Just say to somebody, swear with you. And then say to yourself, it's well with me. Bless you. Hearts that have been broken, so 
Did I change the key? Just keep the same key. Storage is empty. I just ma- just marinating that for a minute. My storage is empty. I am available. Now don't let it be empty words when you sing it this time. My storage is empty. I am available. One more time. My storage. I am available. I am available. My storage is empty. Lord, my storage is empty. I am available. I am available. I am available. Anybody available? My storage. I hear a few sincere people. Let that be your prayer. My storage. available. And I am available to you. Come on, grab your Bibles and stand to your feet at this time. Amen. From the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number six. Deuteronomy, chapter number six. Also, for your consideration today, Leviticus, chapter number 19, and verse 18. Um, now, just before um, I begin, um, just in the way of announcements again, on this Saturday, there's going to be a Greek class. Um, and don't be intimidated by that. I, I think when some people hear Greek and they just automatically just count themselves out, well, that's over my head, that's not for me. Um, the New Testament is written in. Okay, and the Old Testament is written in. It was written in Hebrew, okay? And so, you know, to learn the original language, um, I I feel like it'll give you some uh, better understanding. You can go deeper in the Word of God if you would just apply yourself to knowledge. Uh, Aren't there any students of the Word of God in the house today? Students of the Word of God? Good. Good. Well, this class is definitely for you. It's going to be starting on this Saturday. Um, It's taught by an excellent teacher. I, you know, I really feel like the Lord has just sent him. Um, I took the class prior to bringing it here um, because, first of all, and I still don't know Greek, but I took the class. But, uh, you know, I I just wanted to be sure that it was sound and a good class. And I found out that it was, I thought he did a tremendous job. And so that'll be, you're going to miss out on a really outstanding opportunity. And it's free.
free of charge. Um, you can sign up in the fellowship hall, and that's please sign. Do you have a sign up sheet already, Sister Hope? Just sign up there so we can get a head count because he provides DVDs, free reading material, and I want to give him a head count. Um, and so I think that's going to be a blessing to somebody. I also want to tell you just very quickly, just thank you. Thank you so much uh, to the saints of God for supporting. I was out last week, um, but the week prior to that, the giveaway service, I just thought that that was just a beautiful, it sent a beautiful message to the community. Amen. It's one thing for us to advertise agape. Now you do realize that your, the name of this church, agape, that is written in Greek. You do realize that. But it's one thing for us to say agape and not be Amen. Agape. Amen. We got on that on this sign out there, the church that will love you to life. But it was so good for us to have love in action and to have that giveaway for the kid community. I think that was a really good thing for us. I also want to say thank you to the choir. My Lord, y'all just did so good. I was trying to sit in the back. <laughs> I came in. I, I ran out of this service. I didn't have the, you know, a, a, a proper clergy attire on. And so I tried to sit in the back, but y'all sang so good. I had to get up out of my seat and come up to the front. I just wanted y'all to know that I was... Uh, in full support. Amen. Y'all sung me happy. I was so good to see that. Amen. I appreciate Elder Mike for bringing the word of God last Sunday. Sister Ruthie, thank you for the word on Tuesday as well. And all of the ministers, um, I tuned and heard Elder Kimball up. Amen. I appreciate him as well. And just the different ministers that she had called on, making yourself available for that. Amen. My storage is empty and I'm available. Anybody available to serve the Lord. Amen. Whatever capacity. Amen. To serve the Lord. So I say thank you for that. Um, anything else? And then also for those that attended Bethel Tabernacle, amen, our church was able to be a blessing to them, amen, and I was so glad to see you all continuing to be a blessing to Elder Amos, who's also a blessing to uh, this church, to our bishop, amen, and we're so glad that you all were able to attend that last week. Just give yourself a hand, amen, this is a good congregation. Amen. I hope I wasn't too hard on you all this morning as well. I do not apologize. Amen. Now, don't come in here next week being all distracted, running around all around this building because you're going to get the same thing. Amen. Same thing, same result. Let's be here. Amen. And be I come to praise the Lord. I come to hear the word. Amen. Amen. Y'all going to be here next week ready to praise him. Amen. Now, I understand. Listen, don't understand. I'm not a tyrant. I understand you got to go to the bathroom. But just all these just meeting together and just all these. I mean, everybody just can't meet out there. We got to meet in here at some point. Amen. All right. All right. But from the word of the Lord and thank you to the uh, uh, praise team this morning. That song was such confirmation. Uh, I wrestled with the word that I'm going to bring forth this morning. But that song, it just confirmed. Amen. I've been driving different people crazy probably this week. If you got a phone call from me this week, amen, it's just I've been wrestling in my spirit about a couple of things. And so I appreciate those that have been. Um, I thank God for wise counsel within this church as well. All right. Let me stop talking. Deuteronomy, I know you're standing. Deuteronomy chapter number six, verses four through five. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. Mm. My Lord, with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Amen. That's how we ought to love him. Amen. Somebody already feeling a little guilty about that. I mean, which one of us in here could actually say that we've always loved God with all of our heart, soul, and with all of our might. Amen. Um, Leviticus 19 and 18. If you could put that on the screen, I'd appreciate it. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt, what? Love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Our New Testament reading will come from the book of Luke. Flip over there for me, Luke chapter number 10 this morning. 
For our consideration, we'll, we'll go to verse number 25, Luke 10 and 25. Forgive me, sound room or media room, for not giving you these things in advance. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? Verse 27, And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 28, And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. Father, we ask a blessing on your word this morning, and on your servant humbly. I come before you asking you, Lord God, to bring forth this word. Use me as a conduit on today, Lord. Help me, Lord God, to speak with strength and with clarity of thought and mind and speech, God. I pray, God, that the word would find itself on good ground on this morning. Father, we understand that there are so many things, the cares of this life, distractions and other things that would try to uproot the word of God. But I rebuke those things in the mighty name of Jesus, not of my own self, but I rebuke them in your name, the name above all names, God. Hallelujah. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. It is so. Amen. Amen. You may be seated at this time. All right. I want to uh, speak to you or minister to you from this subject on today. Learning to walk. Learning to walk. And then how about I just add this to the end of that. Learning to walk again. You hear that? Learning to walk again. Amen. Uh, I can just hear the old song, Just a Closer Walk With Thee. Y'all don't sing this no more. Granted, Jesus, if you please, daily walking close to thee. I barely can remember myself. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. I am weak, but thou art strong. I'm going to be trying to know these old songs. <laughs> Jesus, keep me from harm. Mm -hmm. What's the rest of daily? I done, I, I done bailed out. <laughs> let it be. All right, dear Lord, let it be. Amen, amen. But how many of you just really want to walk with God? Real talk, amen. You know, it's one thing. Now, I, I, y'all know me well enough to know that I enjoy exuberant praise and worship. I, I love to see the Lord just come by and wreck the place. People praising God under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And yes, you can tell the difference when people just gyrating and shaking around on their own accord. And you can tell the difference when the Holy Ghost is really in it. Come on, you can tell when there's sincerity within somebody's worship and praise. You can tell when there is a story behind the shout or behind the dance. Amen. You can tell when there's a testimony behind the hallelujah. Even when we take folks back into the power room and we seek the Lord for the Holy Ghost, you can tell when somebody's just giving an empty hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But then you can tell when somebody makes a connection. A connection with God and a connection within their own heart where they recognize God has been good to me and he deserves the praise. And so as they open up their mouth, you might see the tears begin to stream down their face and you can hear the sincerity that comes behind the prayer. I love praise and worship. I love to bless God and for us to get on one accord in this place and to experience the power of God. How many know he dwells in the midst of praise? Amen. And God can move 
as we're gathered in this place collectively. That's so in- why it's so important for us to get in this place and plug in and be on one accord. But we're not always together. My God, you got to go home at some. I can't just lock you in church. Amen. Can't lock the doors. Amen. Now we can lock people out, but we sure can't lock you in. That's against the law to lock you up in here. Amen. At some point or another, you got to leave 6240 North Georgetown Road and go to whatever your address is. And in those moments when you're by yourself, amen, and you don't hear the praise team up singing, you don't hear the beat of the drum and you don't hear the organ. Can you still? My God. Can you still praise the Lord? And can, above all else, can you still walk with God? My God. Anybody really walking with God, striving to walk with God? I don't know. You know, I haven't won every battle. I, I must admit up here as I stand before you as your pastor today, haven't won every battle. But I will tell you this. I'm in the fight, my God. And I'm, not, I'm striving, amen, every single day. You know, the Lord is still working on me and perfecting me. And I'm allowing God to mold me and to make me after. Anybody want God to mold you and make you after his will? I want to walk with God, my God. Not just when it's convenient. Not just when everything's rosy. and Not when I'm just on the mountaintop. But I want to have a relationship with God, my God. Come on, if you suffer with him, the scripture says that you will what? We can't be like, you know, some, uh, some different people, you know, they get married and, you know, everything's just so rosy and so wonderful. But the moment you fall on hard times, the moment your man comes home or your wife comes home and then gives you the bad report and they get the pink slip in the mail and suddenly you don't want to be with that individual anymore and you forget all the vows that you said on that momentous occasion when y'all was all just head over heels and you forget there's some times that you got to learn to walk with each other. Amen. And this is a marriage that we're in between us and the Lord. We are the bride of Christ. You do realize that. And we got to learn to walk with God. I can't tell you. I'm not up here to sell any lies today. Amen. This is not just some promotion on today. I'm not just trying to be up here just to, you know, promote just this uh, beautiful uh, problem-free life. There will be some problems, amen, up ahead. There will be some dark days up ahead, but I wonder if anybody in here has got a made-up mind to go all the way with God, my Lord. I want to walk with the Lord. Anybody else in here, I really want to walk with God. Hallelujah to God. That's important to have a walk, amen? Not just having a shout. Some of y'all, you know, you practice your little cute shout in the mirror and all those things, amen? Uh, you know, and you might impress the saints, but can you impress God? Well, God smile on you. God smiling on your walk, not just on your shout. My God, help me every day, Lord, to walk with thee. I'll be sad. What's the words, y'all? With thee. Let it be, dear Lord. Y'all got to give me those lyrics at some, but I want to walk with God. You know, what a beautiful thing it is to see your children learn how to walk. You know, my, my boys, I can remember them just, you know, you, you anticipate them hitting certain milestones, you know. And if they don't hit a certain milestone by a certain point, you start getting a little concerned, don't you? And our, our, our Heavenly Father, he gets a little concerned when he looks around at us and he doesn't see us hitting certain milestones. After so many months, you know, we ought to see our children start to crawl around. And if they're not crawling around or scooting around, at least trying, we start to think to ourselves, well, maybe there might be some problems, amen, that we can anticipate. And maybe we can get help for these type of things. You know, but eventually, you know, if everything is going right, you can see that child that began to crawl around. And pretty soon they start pulling up on the side of the couch, you know, looking at you. And 
and start scooting around and all the things. Any parents in here, you know what I'm talking about. And pretty soon they get mobile. Those of y'all with the little, you know, three-month-old baby, you set him down on the bed and he's still on the bed, you know, but pretty soon you can't just leave him on the bed. He'll been rolled off the bed, boom, <laughs> and hit the floor, amen? And pretty soon they start getting mobile, amen? But we celebrate, amen, when we see that our children can walk. Little steps forward, amen. And that's how the father is for us. He celebrates us hitting these milestones and us learning how to walk with God. But let me tell you this there are times in our lives that, even as adults, there are times that people go through things in life and they have to learn after you've gone through all your little childhood milestones and you hit everything and the doctor said that you was just all right and you grew up and you was just this perfect bill of health but there's times that even adults can go through things debilitating sicknesses and illnesses and things can, that can alter their mobility anybody know what i'm talking about y'all for quiet here anybody know what i'm talking about certain sicknesses that can come in your body that can cause you to have to learn how to walk again and it's kind of sad, you know, to see an, an, a grown person. It's not a, 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 a wonderful thing for us. We don't, you know, we, we sympathize with somebody that's lost their mobility. Amen. And we all too. You know, there's times that we can fall on hard times even in life. We, we go through certain things. Amen. And we can suffer loss and we can get knocked down on our backside as we walk through life. Amen. Anybody ever gone through something in life? You suffered loss and you found out that it was hard to learn how to walk again when the relationship failed. When things didn't work out the way that you thought that they should. Am I talking to any real people who got real problems in the house on today? Everything didn't work out. You thought everything was just going to work out just peach cream and you found out that it didn't happen that way. Or when you suffer the loss of a loved one or you go through rejection or you experience failure or betrayal or the, the death of a parent and you got to learn to walk again without this person that you've built your life around. My God, anybody ever lost somebody? Amen. And you, you know what it's like to grieve and to feel the paralysis of grief start to creep in and you feel, how am I going to move forward without this individual? Anybody in here ever been through those things and you found out that God can help you in those days? You can learn to walk again. Somebody give God praise again. My, my, my. Come on, give God a real praise. I can learn to walk again. I might go through some things from time to time, but the Lord can help me to walk forward, my God. After you go through the devastation, after you go through the trial, the turmoil, or the pain, God can help you back to your feet again, and he can help you to learn to walk again. He'll help you get your coordination together. He'll help you to regain your balance and your strength. And all of a sudden, you got more stamina, my God, in your faith. And you'll come out a little stronger and wiser because of the things that you've suffered and the things that you've gone through. Come on, little struggling Christian right now. You're going to walk after a while. You'll walk again. You'll get back up on your feet after a while. Hold on just a little while. God's going to help you. God's going to sustain you. God's going to keep you. God's going to strengthen you. God's going to settle your spirit. God's going to settle your emotions and your heart. And you will Learn to walk again. You're going to get through this. <laughs> Time out. You're going you to get through that. You'll walk again. I know you got your back up again. I know you might not be able to see your way out. I know you can't see your way through the tears that you cry, my God. But you learn how to walk again, my God. 
I know you feel like you're just stuck right here. How am I going to move forward? What does the future look like for me after I've gone through this? But you will learn to walk again. Take courage, my child of God. Oh, come on, somebody. So take courage. My God, why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. He is the health of my countenance and my God. Let me hear the church give God one more praise if you, you know he, he can do it. You know, and it's in tough times like that, you got to learn how to help folks up to their feet. You know, anybody here ever really, you know, grown folks only. Now, kids, y'all following all the time. Every time I look, my kids following somewhere. Boom, boom, bam, boom. Every time you look. But, you know, grown folks, you ever really took a fall? You know, I mean, seriously, after you as an adult. Boom. Oh, you know, first of all, you already feel embarrassed. You done tripped over something. You know, anybody ever fallen, fallen in the ice? Boy, feet just come up right from underneath you. And there you sit on your backside, 40-something years old, 50, whatever age you are, and then here you are, the crowd gathers around. Uh, you know, some people coming to look, some people sincere, somebody just come to laugh, and some of us, you know what we do, pull out, and, and nowadays, next thing you know, here we go. <laughs> Got you on social media and all those things, you know. But out of the crowd, isn't it so wonderful when somebody who you know has really got your back, really loves you, really has sincere concern for you, and they help you to your feet. I feel like the church ought to team up with God, my God. And we ought to be the type of church that helps people up to their feet again, helps them to regain their balance, helps them to get coordinated again. Get on your feet again, my God. You will learn to walk again. Somebody give God one more praise today. Hallelujah. There's times of people fall on hard times, my God. Fall on hard times. Sometimes it is because of us. Sometimes it's because the mismanagement of money. You know, sometimes it's, it's a lack of stewardship. I mean, let me just take a little time out right now, a little commercial break. I believe we ought to be good stewards over our money. If anybody know me, listen, you, I believe in stewardship. I believe that, you, you know, listen, every time that you go to the checkout line and you ring out and they offer you a new credit card, you ain't got to always take that. Some of y'all, every single time they offer you application, there you go filling it out, and that's why you're in debt now. And you know they got those high interest rates and all those things. And next thing you know, you head over in debt. You better be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. I'm preaching good right now to somebody. Amen. You ain't got to, you know, I see these guys walking around with all this money in their pocket. Everything, every dollar and cent that they have is in their left pocket. And then they got the nerve to be on social media or something smiling. You know, cheesing with it all out there. You know, anybody, y'all seen that mess before? Got a ring on every finger, everything you own. You know, ain't got a dime in the bank at all, but got them big rims on your tires and just shining all those things. You know, you got to listen. You ain't got to show off. Folks, they really got something. They ain't showing it all off. Got enough sense up here not to show it off. Amen. Amen. But you got to be careful that you manage things correctly. Amen? Because if you don't, yeah, you're going to really fall on some tough times. But I'm going to let you know right now that you can manage your money and you can do all these things and you can practice good stewardship and there's times that you still won't have enough. Just because somebody falls on a tough time don't mean it's always their fault. You know, except the Lord keep the city. What's the scripture say? The watchman waketh but in vain. Amen? 
Amen. You know, if, 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 if the Lord would just begin to move the hedge off of your life, I know that you got that good income right now. You faithful on your job. You show up on time. Amen. You got your, your ledger for your bank account and all these things and you do all your checks and balances. But if the Lord would ever just move the hedge back off of your life, and all it takes is just one day for everything. Life as you know it can change just in one day. I know that you eat right and that you exercise every day and you refuse to put certain things in your body but just on one day everything could change that's why it's so important for us to have compassion oh hallelujah how many people know what you have right now you can't attribute everything that you have to your good stewardship come on somebody in here let me hear you praise God right there you can't just attribute it ain't because that you've been just taking care of your body that you're in good health right now the Lord blesses your health the Lord blesses your finances. The Lord makes a way out of no way. The Lord provides. It's the Lord that has given you what you have. Somebody in here ought to recognize where your blessings come from. Let me hear the church praise him. Anybody recognize where your blessings come from? My God, because all it takes is just a day. Amen. Go over here to Job 1 and 13. And there was a day. When his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. And yea, they have slain thy servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And then the scripture says, And while he yet was speaking. Before that bad news could even get out of that servant's mouth, here comes some more bad news. Anybody here ever been through that? Bad news after bad news, trial after trial, circumstance after circumstance, situation after situation, my God. While he was yet speaking, speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and have burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And you know, back in those days, the, uh, uh, the, the currency of the day was, you know, sheep and cattle. And so, in other words, that's like saying to this man, you don't lost all your money here, all right? And I only have escaped alone to teach. And while he was yet speaking, here comes another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And again, as if problems couldn't get worse, verse number 18, let me hear you read. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, that this time it's one thing for you to take my cattle. It's one thing for you to take the sheep. But my kids? Oh, imagine the agony and the pain after getting all this bad news, one after another. Here this man finds out that he's lost his children. My God. Skip on down to verse 20. Then Job arose. Now this is a, just a scripture that just every time I read it, it just blows my mind. I don't care how many times, how many Sunday school classes, how many times you've heard this story before, still just blows my mind the, the, this, the maturity of this man. What, what God had begun to work in him beforehand. My God. How he praised the Lord rather than praising his possessions. How this man served God or served the creation more than, or served the creator more than the creation. There we go. Listen at this. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away blessed 
be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. I wonder if somebody in this room can keep on blessing the Lord. Now that just poses a question for us right there. Now hold on, listen. If anybody in this room has gone through things and you have back-to-back trials, tests, or, or storms in your life, I just wonder if there's somebody in here, even right now under the sound of my voice, that has the back up against the wall. Maybe you've got the bad report, but yet your, your praise is still intact. Anybody in here, you still got your worship still intact. Anybody been through some things, but you still got your faith in God intact. Let me hear you give God one more praise. Come on, somebody. You mean to tell me that many people, you going through something right now, but yet your praise is still there. Still got a hand clap. Still got a fight. Still got a determination. Might not have the job, but I still got a praise. Everything in my marriage ain't going the way I want it to go, but I still got a worship in my spirit. Still got a good word to speak about my heavenly father. Going through some things in my body right now. But I will bless the Lord. My God. Hallelujah to God. Come on. I will bless the Lord. Not just sometimes. But what? At all times. Come on somebody. I will make up in your mind. You got to tell yourself. I will bless the Lord at all times. Let me hear the church. Give me one more hand clap. His praise shall what? Continually. Not just on occasion. Not just when the bank account's full. Not when I'm just feeling real good in my body, but I will bless him at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. The psalmist says, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Imagine there's somebody going through and yet they're still a cheerleader for God. Not only are they going through, but they're telling others, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name to you. I might be going through, but I still can be a cheerleader for God. I'll still rally the praise. I'll still lead the praise service. Don't have everything I want, but I'll still serve the Lord. Come on, church. Let me hear you praising. My God, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him. And he saved him out of all of his troubles. I'm telling you right now, I can hear the father say, come on, you're going to learn how to walk again. That's your daddy, Abba Father. He's up there, he's looking at cheering you on. Come on, boy. You, go, you might be going through something, but you're going to learn how to walk again. His arms are stretched open wide, watching you get your stamina again, watching you get things together, watching you find your balance as you feel like you stumble. And he's there to catch you if you were ever to fall. My God, he wants you to learn. You can walk again. Come on, saints of God. How many believe that today? Anybody really believe that? You can walk forward. You can move forward. Hallelujah. You're going to make it. My God. Sister Sweetie, you're going to make it. Sister Marcita, you're going to make it. Sister Donna, you're going to make it. My God, everybody in here right now, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Hallelujah to God. That's right out of the way. If you want to make it, you can make it. I dare you get up and just try to take that step. Might feel like you're just walking on water. Might feel like the ground underneath you is unstable, but you're going to learn how to walk. Hallelujah. You'll be all right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come on. He's going to help you to your feet again. 
My God, I'm reminded of the story that's in the book of uh, John, chapter number five. There was a man that sat there at the temple, and he, he uh, was at the pool of Bethesda, I believe it was called. And he was there, and the scripture says that he had an infirmity, I believe, of, what, 38 long years. Now, notice that the scripture doesn't say that the man had been sick or infirm his entire life. It says 38 years. So perhaps maybe he could remember a day when he ran around and played with his friends. Imagine him just remembering a day when he would climb trees and, you know, go run errands and do things for mom and dad and working out in the fields and just doing things that boys would do in those days. And it came upon the day, my God, all of a sudden this man has lost his mobility. And there he lays by this pool of Bethesda, 38 long years in a hopeless situation, my God. All of a sudden, after that many years that come by, a man comes out of the crowd, and the man begins to ask him a question, my God. Listen to what he says, wilt thou be made whole? Uh, you know, I can imagine this man looking up from the down ground, all dirty and dusty, didn't know, have nobody really to take care of him. You know, he looks up, you know, and he's just imagining, you know, or just seeing, you know, remembering all the things, all the different times that he's tried to get healed or tried to get help. Nobody would help him. I can imagine how not only beaten down in his body that he felt, but beaten down emotionally. My beaten down in his psyche, in his conscience, in his mindset, even in his spirit. Spirits alone. And then all of a sudden, here comes a man. Doesn't even introduce himself. Just comes up with a question. Wilt thou be made whole? My God. And listen to what the man answers. Verse number seven. The impotent man answers, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus is as if he just ignores the entire thing the man just said. Doesn't even respond to that. I, I, doesn't even respond to the foolishness. You've been looking to a hopeless situation for 38 long years. Rise. Take up thy bed and walk. Now, what I want you to notice here, a lot of times that we attribute things, healings to people's faith. But how can this man have faith in somebody he doesn't even know? What you see here is not the man's faith in action. It's the kindness, the compassion, the generosity, the grace, the mercy, the agape. The love of God, my God, even when you don't have enough faith to get to your feet, even when you don't know the help's right in front of you, my God, I'm not looking to what you have or what you can offer. I'm looking at, at, at what you're going through and what I can do for you. Get up to your feet. Rise and take up your bed and walk. Church, you can learn to walk. Again, come on and give God praise if you believe it today. You can learn. You can walk again. You can move forward. You can get up. My God, after you've gone through, I don't care how long you've been going through something or how long you've been going through a storm. My God. Hallelujah. So many times you've ever been in a situation like I'm trying to muster up my faith. Lord, help my unbelief. I'm let you know there's times that God will have compassion on you. He'll have mercy on you, and he'll still get you up on your feet and get you where you need to be. Anybody experience the kindness of God? Anybody in here experience the compassion of a loving God? My Lord. Thank you, G. Can the church say thank you, Jesus? Come on now. That was good practice, but can you really for real say it for yourself? Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. I just still believe that. 
Hallelujah. I'm almost done here today, but I just feel like the church ought to partner up with God. Help somebody to learn to walk again. Help somebody up to get to the feet again. Help somebody to regain the stamina and the strength. Help somebody to get balanced again when the life is in turmoil and everything around them is just falling apart. Help them to know that somebody's going to come up alongside you and strengthen you and get you on your feet and help you to learn to walk with God. Help somebody after a failure. My God. Somebody already coming into the place feeling guilty. Don't you know guilt to just eat you up from the inside it'll just destroy your mind and you you know and you, you, you almost feel like I, I don't even have enough strength to walk with you I fell so many times Lord help somebody tell somebody you can learn to walk again my God somebody just reach up hand Lord I thank you Jesus Hoshana Messiah Oh, yes, God. I hear you calling, Father. Come on, you can do it. Come on, take a step. You can do it. Get back to your feet. Get back to your feet after a failure. Get back to your feet after a setback. Get back on your feet again after things didn't work out the way you thought. Get back on your feet again after the business didn't go the way that you thought it should go. Get back on your feet after the relationship has seemed to go sour. I help you to learn to walk again. I help you, I help you, I help you. I help you, I help you, I help you, I help you. I hear the loving Father calling to somebody. I'll help you, I'll help you, I'll help you, I'll help you. Give the Lord some praise right now. Thank you, Jesus, today. Oh, Shataya, hallelujah. We ought to partner with God. I'm tell you this, hallelujah. You ought to partner with God. Partner with God, use your resources. Use your time. Use your abilities. Use your talents. Use your efforts, my God. Everything that you have, it already belongs to God. You might as well just offer it up, Lord. What was the song? Lord, I'm available. I appreciate y'all. I know that was confirmation. I didn't know what they was going to sing. Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you, my God. Hallelujah. Now go with me right now, just before I close. I'm going to go down one more story. Luke chapter number 10 and verse 25. Ooh, a lot of times we say, Lord, I love you with all my heart, my all my soul, with all my mind. With all my strength, all these things. But you really love God, you got to love people too. You love God, you got to love people. My God. Luke 10 and 25, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, now listen, a lawyer back in them days, it wasn't just somebody you just see in a court of law. You know, this was a, a person who was learned in Mosaic law, learned in the scriptures, learned in the Torah. They uh, could explain the ins and outs of things. And if you had a particular ordeal as a Jewish person in your life, you can come to a lawyer and they would tell you how to apply the word of God to your life. So this wasn't just any old average Joe. This was a lawyer, somebody that was learned in scripture. And yet he comes to Jesus with a question and says, Master, what shall I do? That's a good question that all of us ought to ask. What shall I do? To inherit eternal life. My God. Hallelujah. And uh, listen to what Jesus says to him. Verse number, uh, where we at? Verse number 26. Amen. And he said unto him, I, I love Jesus' response to him. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of times when lawyers were talking to other lawyers or lawyers were talking to scribes, you know, where they would ask each other, how readest thou? And so, you know, he was probably taken back when Jesus gave him this wise and just, you know, very witty response. He, he wasn't expecting God just to throw the ball back in his course so quickly. And all of a sudden he's like, well, you know, he tries to come up with an answer. 
What is written in the law? How readest thou? Verse 27, he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. And he quotes from Deuteronomy. He quotes from the Torah, Leviticus. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he willing to justify himself. Then this is where you start going wrong when you start measuring yourself up and start trying to justify yourself. You know, he probably thought to yourself, well, I've been learning. I learned that. I knew that since I was a little boy. Well, knowing and doing is two different things. Hello, somebody. Y'all still wake up in there? Up in here? No, just checking in. Y'all still here? Knowing and doing. I know some of y'all are pu- a few babies. You've been here for, I don't, since whenever, 1972. <laughs> Somebody said, you always say 1992. You've been here long, 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 good long time. I always knew the word, but knowing and doing is two different things. My God. And so he probably thought, oh, I justify myself by this. And, you know, you know, I, I, I've been doing that pretty good. But then he makes another mistake. You know, second mistake is, is feeling as if he could love God and, you know, have a narrow view of what neighbor was. My God. Now listen at this. You already know what the scripture says in John 4, 20 and 21. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a what? Y'all still with me? For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? My God. All right. And the Lord, he belongs to this group of people, Jews, who didn't believe the Gentiles. You can't never be my brother. You ain't a Jew. You ain't. A, you can't be my Gentile. Gentile who? Uh, I don't know. You can't. Be, you don't belong to us. And probably somewhere within his psyche and his consciousness, there was a little glimmer of a doubt in here. Maybe I'm doing things the wrong way. And it was that doubt that was within him that caused him to ask a question to Jesus. My God. He says, who is my neighbor? My God, who is my neighbor? Where am I in verse number, where am I now? Verse number 30. And Jesus, now I love that, I love this, just this uh, very poetic way of, of, of response for Jesus. A certain man, he gives him this story. And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, historically, this has always been a road. This was like the rough side, uh, you know, of the tracks. You know, your mom would tell you, don't go over there. You're going to get your wig knocked loose if you come around here. You don't want to go on that side of town. You know, you go there, there's it's, it's thieves and robbers and gangsters and all kind of mess going on. And you don't want to go on that side of town. And so this was a really rough area, a rough road, you know, thieves coming out of caves and things. But people had to travel down from this road from Jerusalem to Jericho. All right. And a certain man. So when they say a certain man, that could have been any one of us. Y'all hear that? A certain man. Everybody say a certain man. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. It can happen to any of us. That's why you ought to have some compassion. We stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him for what? Just left him half dead. Maybe they were staking out the place all day, you know, looking at the transactions that he made. Oh, look a businessman. Look at his clothes. You know, and maybe the man had made preparation. Well, I'm going to hide this bundle of money down in my pocket, and I'm going to keep everything just safe for me, you know. And they was just staking out the joint all day long. And they knew exactly what road he was going to travel down, and it came upon a day. And all the thieves came in and beat him down real good. And there he lays half dead. All right. Verse number 31 in the scripture says, and by chance, my God, everybody say by chance. So in other words, it's just it's by coincidence, by happenstance, it seemed that all of a sudden, you know, but I'm going to tell you this, ain't no happenstance for God. There's divine appointments that God, it might be by chance just for you, but it's not of chance to God. 
Y'all hear that? God orchestrates moments for you to be able to help somebody. My Lord. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by the other side. My God. Now, this is the preacher. This is the one that's in the word of God. This is the pastor. This is the, this is the one that's supposed to be helping folks. This is the one that knows the word of God. But yet maybe he's been at church all day long. Now, I know what it's like to be here all day long, be at work all day long, be at church all day long and ready to go home. And maybe he was in a rush to get home. But the problem was is that he left God at church. Hello, somebody. And some of us, that's what we do sometimes. We leave God at church. Amen. But he passed by the other side. Go on to verse number 32. I'm almost done, y'all. Just stick with me a little bit longer. And likewise, a Levite. Now, a Levite is not the priest. The Levite is more of like a supporting role in the church. Maybe perhaps Brother Brandon, Brother Armand, an usher, you know, a gatekeeper. Perhaps it might be, uh, you know, the people that play the music, the musicians or the praise team or those that, you know, serve in various capacities around the church. And yet here they go just passing by on the other side. Maybe we just run it late. Maybe I didn't have that built into the program. Maybe I didn't have that built into the budget. Maybe I didn't have all of my ducks in a row for me to be able to help you today. And because I didn't have everything in my ducks in a row now, I can't have, I didn't pencil you in to help you. My God, watch out. Watch out. And all of a sudden, the scriptures has gone down here, and there came also, and likewise, a Levite. Uh, hold on. Let's go down here to verse number. Where am I? Verse 32. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Verse 33. But a certain Samaritan, the half-breed, the one that nobody wanted to have to do with, the one that was part Jew and he was part Gentile, the one that was not only mixed up in his race, but he was also mixed up in his faith. My God, all that syncretism and things that we're bringing in. And historically, the Jews, full-blooded Jews, didn't want to have nothing to do with a Samaritan. And as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had what? What y'all say? Say it just one more time. He had compassion on him. Verse number 34. We're almost done here. And went to him and listen to what he did. Didn't have him on the schedule. Didn't have him on his program. Didn't have him budgeted in for the day. Maybe he had so much money that he was going to spend for that day. He had a certain allowance and all these type of things. Maybe it was a risky situation for him to, you know, get involved with this, with this guy. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an end and took care of him. I know you heard this story again, but knowing and doing is two different things. Verse 35, and on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence. Not only did he provide for his needs for the day, but he even looked at him for tomorrow, all right? And he gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more when I come again, I'll repay thee. You know, I, I just want to just take a little time to thank God for compassion. I don't need y'all to make a whole bunch of noise. Don't do it for me, but just give God the praise right now. Thank God for compassion. And, and I, the same question that's been posed here, you know, I love how Jesus just turns the question around. It's not so much who your neighbor is. It's just, are you being neighborly? Are you being neighborly? You know, and a lot of times we, we need to talk about that as apostolic people. You know, my little boy, I loved how uh, we were in, I thank God that we were able to get away last week and we were in San Diego, California. I'm, I'm almost done, y'all. We're still real early. We're doing good. Uh, but he was, we were in San Diego, California, and uh, we were walking around 
far away from home, way on the West Coast, far away from home. And we had walked to some restaurant, walking back home, and every little house that he would see, he'd be like, neighbor's house? Neighbor, neighbor's house? Neighbor's house? I was like, no, that's not, we, we, we so far away, that's not the neighbor's house. You know, and as I start to correct him, like the Lord just started to correct me. You know, maybe he ain't wrong. You know, I'm way over here in San Diego, California. You know, a lot of times we just want to have a narrow view of what our neighbor is. Neighbor is, you know, our, our sister churches. Ooh, and our sister churches that have the same standard of address that we have. That ain't, no, you need to expand your mindset. You need to come out of that mess. Amen. Your neighbor ain't always even the same person that has the same faith as you. Hello? Hello? I'm in the book. Throw a tomato if you want to. <laughs> you know, neighbor, neighbor ain't everybody that just think like you, talk like you, act like you. Amen. You know, a neighbor is somebody who you can assist. Your neighbor is somebody who God put in your way for you to help, for you to break bread with, for you to share the gospel with, for you to be able to share something with, for you to be able to assist and pull up and help them to their feet again and to learn how to walk again. My God. And Jesus asked this question. And I'll, go ahead and verse, last verse here, then we can go on and get up out of here. But I just thank God. You know, I just take time out for a second and just thank God for being neighbor, making us his neighbor. Woo, thank God that he stepped out of eternity to see about us. Here we were wounded and broken and bloodied and battered and we were left for half dead in our sin. And here comes Jesus. Woo. Stepping down over 42 generations and comes into creation, my God, comes into this world and dies on Calvary's cross and covers our sins with his own blood. And not only does he provide for us and take care of our sins, you know what I love about him, but then he even takes care of us and places us in the church triumphant. Anybody glad to be in the church of the living God today? My God, look at what he does for us. Covers us places us in the church and then not only does he take care of us for today putting us in the church but he even took care of our tomorrow anybody looking forward to going to heaven hello somebody he already went to prepare a place for us that where he is there we we may be also somebody right now give god some praise today my god who's your neighbor 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 can you help somebody to the feet Maybe you, you can look at that person and maybe they have mismanaged things or maybe they have made mistakes or maybe you need to mind your business and you don't know what has happened. And they, maybe they just fell on hard times and the same thing can come on a day and happen to you. And wouldn't it be so wonderful that they might not have had you budgeted in and they didn't have you on their agenda for the day. And you might not have had everything, all your bookkeeping and, and all your things in a row right now, but you can still, you can still let God use you. Sometimes we got to have just faith in God. Some of us, we have so much faith in our own, you know, uh, what we do. Have faith in God. Allow yourself to be, a, just to, uh, allow yourself to be available to God, amen, so that he can use what you have. And God got a way. You can't beat God's giving. I'm going to tell you that right now, somebody. I want you, uh, listen, I want you to do this for me today. I'm going to do something probably a little strange on today. Um, here's what I want to do. Now, before we all start running home, boy, I already lost TM camp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and tell them, give them word, I'm checking on them this week. I'm going to be popping in, and they better be, I want to see them being the best group down there, one of the best groups, be on fire for the Lord, amen? Right. I'll be up down there running around with them and clapping hard, amen. 
Hey, Sister Harris said, clap till the lotion's off your hand. Amen. <laughs> clap till you get some calluses. You know, I, I, I love it. I, I love it. I'm going to try to come down at some point this week. Amen. Uh, but where was I going with that? I want to do something a little different today. Um, I want to, is there anybody in here that will make themselves available to God? Just on this week, I want to do just a little experiment that you, this week, that you can just do something for somebody. Sister Hope, I forgot to do this. Can you go get me some of them little invitation cards to church, please? Some of those invitations. We had any back there? Some of those invitation cards. It's 11, it's 115. I'm about, give me like five more minutes. Amen. You got a few of them here. Now, there, there are times that we have to also, we have to put our, you know, our, our money where our, our mouth is, you know. And so what I want to do is take up an offering on today, another offering. Um, but this is a, well, this is an offering of a different type. This is not an offering for us, right? We're not going to pull the plate out. But the, just there's somebody in here that, you know, I was, I was at a church this weekend. Agape is not used to all that, you know, $100 line, $50 line, $20 line, $10 line. Somebody said, thank you, Pastor. <laughs> you know, this ain't never been, a, we, we're, not, we're not that type of church at all. Uh, but today, is there anybody in here that at some point this week, um, you can be a, a, a $100 blessing? Not to, I, this ain't for us. But that you find somebody, in the, you know you have it within your means, be a $100 blessing to somebody this week. Some, some, so just be a good Samaritan to somebody that you find out there and then you invite them to church. $100 blessing. Is there anybody in here? No, stand up if you can. You'd be the first. Sister Hope says she's going to be a $100 blessing. All right, Sister Kiana, appreciate you. Now, we're going to make a $100 blessing. Now, come on. I want you down in this line over here. $100 blessing. Sit over here. Just come on down to this. We're going to make a line. $100 line right here. We, I won't be long. Anybody here, you, can, you got it within your means right now to be a $50 blessing to somebody. I want you just to come down to the middle aisle. $50 blessing. Not for this church. Just somebody. And you invite them to church. You, you bless them. You help them. You encourage them. And then you invite them to church too. Amen. $50 blessing right here. If anybody with $50 blessing, be right here. And then if you got a $25, $25 bucks that you will just maybe take somebody out to dinner or something and just invest in them, I want you to come on this side. Now, y'all have to listen. This is $100. This is $50. This is $25. No, ain't no shame involved in it. All right? Okay. All right. Good. Good, 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 good. Now. Y'all stop moving because I didn't, that's enough people. I think I just want to do a little. I, and then, you know, here's what I want to do. And I didn't want to say this prior. Nobody else move, please. I didn't want to say this, but here's what I'm going to do. I want to help you out to be a blessing. Now, I don't want you to take from your own. But what I want to do is I'm going to give you. I can't give you all. You might have to add to it. But I'm going to give you. This is $100. I didn't want to call. You know, because here's what people do. <laughs> They get in the line, you know what I mean? And if I just was giving out money, you know, I want to give it to people that already had it within their own means. You know what I mean? That way I ain't got to worry about you, you know, doing something with it. Here you take that, and this is this church. I want you to use that, use that $100 to be a blessing to somebody, all right? Does that make sense? Keon, this is, I'm trusting you with this money. Come on, you, you can trust me. Brother Chuck? This is an investment that this we want. I need I need people to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. I want this church. 
we want to, you know how there's a, uh, you can set up a, a, a mutual fund <laughs> and you can go a whole lot of different ways. But what I want to do is I want from this church just to make an investment, you know, and just in people who are already willing to make an investment. And you take that. All right. I can't, I can't do, I'm running out of hundreds. All right. All right. That's all I got for you. Now, $100, this is the $50 line. Now, this is, this is a seed that we're planting in this community somewhere. You find somebody that you can be a blessing to, a $50 blessing to. That ain't for you. Don't tell me. Thank you. <laughs> you already got yours. We'll take that. Now you got 100 Take that, too. Brother Charles, $50 blessing. This is a $25 line. Now give them cards, too. And we're going to pray over the seed. This is a, I'm setting up an agape mutual fund right now. All right, this is an investment. You find somebody. It's, I gave you 50. You signed up for 25, but there's, there's 30. No, don't. You ain't got to give me no change back. Give this. I, I really want to do this. There's, that's 40. 40. Boy, you just look like you really want to be a blessing. We're gonna give you 60, and then uh, I need one more person that can be a $30 blessing to somebody on today. $30 blessing. Amen. All right, Sister Crayley, find somebody. And, I'm, and we're going to pray the Lord will lead you and guide you. I, I want this, this summer, this is like the Lord just been dealing with me about just outreach. That's what it's all about. And, and, you know, and really just, I want, I, I'm just praying and hoping that you all will find some soul that you can invest in. I'm sorry I didn't give you all no money back here. It's too many hundred dollars. You can give your own money <laughs> if, if the Lord so moves on you. Amen. Lord, bless you with more. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, in Jesus' name, God, we look to you, Jesus. Oh, God, somebody just pray with me right now. Lord, each one of us, this church has made an investment right now, God. Lord, I don't have enough hands and enough feet to help this community. I can't do this by myself, Lord. God. Oh, Jesus. God, there's so many desperate souls, so many people in need. Mm. Oh, Jesus. God. Oh, God. Just so impressed by the needs, Mm. almost overwhelmed by the needs that we see. Jesus. God. Lord, we didn't always have this on program, on schedule to do and to be able to help people, Lord God. But we want to make an investment, an investment in our community. Lord, I'm praying, God, that you would guide the feet of each one of these individuals in the name of Jesus. That you would even bless them to be able to make a contact with somebody. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, that they would invest, Lord, compassion and kindness, Lord. Oh, and into those people, Lord. Lord, I'm praying, Lord Jesus, ultimately, Lord God, we recognize that some people are just after the fishes and loaves, Lord. But we can't just allow that to distract us. We can't allow that to shut down our bowels of compassion, God. Father, you've told us to give, Lord. Father, Lord Jesus, I hear it confirmed even in my spirit on today. As we make this investment, Lord God, I pray, God, that you would use these individuals as your hands and your feet. Lord, I pray, God, that you would even bless them and send increase to this church in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want everybody to stand with me right now. 
Lord, I'm available to you. I don't know where the musicians are. My will I give. Oh, there he is. Brother Jamal, you Johnny on the spot. I'll do what you say. Do You can go back to your seat. I'm sorry. It's me, Lord. To show someone the way and enable me to say, I had ten dollars left. I did, it's in my pocket. Anybody want to be a blessing? Ten dollar blessing. Store, find a drive-through. Sister Marcita, good. Come on. And I am a babe. Now I'm with y'all know right now. I ain't gonna be always giving money away. Amen. Amen. You got something right now that you can be a blessing with. Amen. Your resources. I'm available to you. My will, my will, I give to you. I'll do what you say.